All right, we are back again with the Tonecast. This is episode 39. We'll get into our main subject here in a little bit, um, which we're, we're just calling this uh, less is more, kind of learning from mistakes in business and uh, focusing on the right things uh, at the right time. And, and so some stories of failure, some stories of um, breakthroughs and, and that kind of stuff, as well as we're continuing the uh, kind of the history of the business and a, a couple other cool things. So I'm here as usual with uh, Marco. How are you doing? Hey everyone, how's it going today? Sweet. Yeah, we're we're excited to uh, continue the tone cast. We're really trying to, um, you know, reserve Tuesdays as our media day. So hopefully, we will try to keep these moving forward a little bit more weekly shows um, as best we can. You know, given vacations and summer craziness and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, we are again, like we've mentioned before, we're booking a couple more interviews throughout the summer and. Um, no names yet, but uh, we're working on them, uh, confirming them. So uh, I, I always talk to gear industry people and, and uh, you know, hey, can you be on the podcast? Well, I'm busy this day and this day and this day. And so it gets really challenging, and I, and I understand because there's a lot, of, a lot of hats that we all wear mm-hmm. um, working in the gear industry, and um, we're all, you know, doing a million things every single day. <laughs> and then it changes when something crazy happens. So. Yeah. So it seems like it seems like it's a little harder to book a guest, but you and I are here all the time, anyways. So we might as well do the podcast, mm-hmm. um, and we've got a lot of again a lot of cool stuff going on. So um, as usual, Marco, kind of uh, let people know how to find us, um, and then uh, just just some things about uh, about what's coming up, kind of what we're even working on today. We can kind of leak some information about it. Cool. Yeah. So well, if you're listening to this right now, obviously you've. You found the podcast, and so we're on the uh, you know the podcast store, uh, Podbean um, specifically. But if you were to go to porterpickups.com, porterguitars.com, there's the communities tab, which will take you to all of our content, uh, YouTube and the Tone Group on Facebook, all that fun stuff like that, Instagram. So if if uh, if you're listening to this, you probably already know, and you you maybe check that stuff regularly, and and we appreciate that, by the way. Thank you for. All you, all you viewers and listeners, I guess. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And we had uh, we had a good show last week with Dave from Blackbird Pedal Boards. Um, again, people seem to like the interviews a little bit better just mm-hmm. because uh, it's usually fun conversations about uh, companies that we know and and kind of inside uh, inside look at those those owners and their challenges and their mm-hmm. you know their products and all that stuff. Because we're you know we're gearheads too. Even though we make stuff, uh, we're gearheads and we like. Yeah, looking at gear and, <laughs> and checking things out too. So it's it's always fun. Um, but but again, Marco mentioned the the Facebook uh, tone community on Facebook. Uh, it's kind of a group separate from our Porter Pickups Facebook page as well. So there's a lot of uh, a lot of good discussion on there. We try to um, have different inside the shop information um, and special deals, things like that. So if you're if you're listening to this and you're on Facebook, uh, come join us there at the Look for Porter Pickups Tone Community. I really want to do plug that pretty much every show, just because it's a way to kind of personally connect with mm-hmm. us, um, and we'll share a lot of a lot of interesting stuff there. Usually before it's officially out. So yeah, I feel like that's the kind of the hub that that gets a lot of the you know a lot of the stuff that's coming out and just the fun things that happen around the shop, the live videos and stuff. Yeah, 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 definitely. So speaking of videos, um, Marco, why don't you tell us about kind of uh, the project that we're starting today that's uh, video related? 
So we have been talking about uh, our build elements videos is what we're going to call them. And that's going to cover everything from, um, I don't know, uh, different kinds of magnets and maybe how it can impact the sound of a pickup, the same wine and everything, but just swapping out the magnet, how that can change the tone or, or um, I don't know if you want to. Yeah, just parts, I mean, parts of the guitar, parts of our build process, um, kind of quick hit stuff in the shop, uh, more of like, um, you know, focusing on one specific area, mm-hmm. whether it's, um, you know, finishing out a pickup or wax potting and some of, some of the stuff that maybe we've kind of covered in the podcast, but more, more video focused. And then the idea is to collect all these build elements on the different websites. And, and so you have places you can go and just watch and learn and, and engage further kind of with what we're doing um, here. So we'll have the first build elements uh, coming out here probably within the week and, and uh, look for those. We'll hopefully try to do those weekly as well. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll be very, very short. So if you have a short attention span, you'll be able to watch the whole thing mm-hmm. without, hopefully without getting bored. Yeah. Um, but we've done a lot of like tech videos and things like that. They've gotten a lot of good views and hits and um, the build elements is definitely like going to be a hybrid of that where it's, you know, these are the build elements of the way we do things. But it's also some topical stuff, like you mentioned, some techie stuff mm-hmm. here and there. So that's just kind of, kind of an overarching like theme nice umbrella. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, a couple of weeks ago, I think the a couple of shows ago, we shared some of the Les Bois uh, clips, mm-hmm. and so we've got a couple more to share with you here. So we'll actually, I uh, think Marco, we'll start with a clip of you playing uh, the Les Bois. So here it is. So those are some nice little ambient notes for you with the uh, Porter Le Bois. That one is the one that's got the mango top and the mahogany body. Nice satin finish all over. Smooth classic humbuckers. Uh, that that particular clip was the middle position, so you get that nice little kind of both of the humbuckers working together. And I really like that for, for a clean tone. Again, uh, we were running through the Axe 8, the Amp Model Learn effects, and I, I think I believe it was the 64 Blackface preset, so... Pretty nice, pristine, clean. I, I was, I was feeling it in the moment. I can still remember. So yeah, a little bit of reverb on there, mm-hmm. and kind of just a, kind of a cool sound. And um, yeah, you just want to play big chords and let them ring out, and the pickups help just push, push it. So so it's it's great. I love it. Cool. So uh, let's listen to a clip. This is, uh, uh, I think, I'm playing the. Well, we'll find out. <laughs> we'll, we'll listen. To, we'll listen to another clip. Uh, this is uh, me playing through uh, La Bois as well, and then we'll talk about kind of uh, the same thing, kind of what what it was and signals and pickup positions and all that. So, here's another clip.
All right, so that's uh, a clip of uh, a different Le Bois. This, that's the uh, Black Limba one-piece solid uh, body with uh, mahogany neck and Indian ebony fretboard. Um, on that one, same same settings with the FX8, uh, kind of the 64 uh, Fiberlux and uh, neck pickup. That was a smooth humbucker. Um, so you were running middle position, I was running neck. And so uh, we're kind of putting ourselves out there. We're sharing a bunch of sound clips of, of us playing and kind of uh, just throwing it out there for you guys. So hopefully that's uh, interesting. If you like hearing sound clips of kind of behind the scenes of the video stuff and a lot of these, you know, we're turning into future videos and things like that. So, but we like to share, obviously this is an audio podcast, so we like to share some of those kind of things um, on that as well. So um, kind of on to our next topic, sort of picking up on the, uh, the pickup story is kind of the, the story of the, the business, um, kind of the development of the business and uh, quickly kind of go through the next little season of uh, Porter as we became... <laughs> Sounds weird. We became what we we are today, yeah. but but it is foundational stuff um, that uh, you know. Kind of, I I enjoy. This has been actually really good for me to look back at, at um, kind of what we've done and like both good and bad. You know, man, that was a tough time of of life, and oh, this was <laughs> this was a really cool breakthrough and that kind of thing. So uh, last time we talked a couple shows ago, we left with um, we were talking about. Uh, going on a demo tour and, and getting all these stores and got a lot of rejection and, and kind of uh, coming back from that uh, season of a couple, a couple wins, but a lot of, um, a lot of rejection from stores. And so coming back, it was, uh, I mentioned before, it was kind of a, a tough transition, kind of like, okay, what do I do now? You know, a bunch of people kind of blew me off. And, and uh, so at that time I just kind of hunkered down and, and kept winding and kept developing and really it was just, uh, you know, I'm stubborn enough to kind of keep this thing going. And so that was probably the only saving grace for me is that uh, I was willing to keep trying, um, willing to, willing to go for it. Um, so part of that was, um, was setting up a guitar shop. So I wanted to, I still wanted to build guitars, uh, along with the pickups. And so we set up, uh, we had like a 900 square foot, uh, big kind of shop thing in the back of, uh, our house. And so we set up a, a workshop and bought all the tools and pretty much any any extra money I made from the pickups went back into guitar tools and and all these different things and and uh, so at the time kind of re, reloading the pickup business and kind of uh, trying to do the guitars as well so it, it got kind of hectic there for a little bit um, sold a couple of guitars to some friends um, but then sort of had a um, a real difficult situation um, that that came up and. Um, trying to finish a guitar for a friend, and he wasn't uh, too patient uh, with the process. And we were trying to finish in, over the winter, and it didn't work out um, to properly finish. Um, so long story short, it was kind of a big dramatic thing that uh, um, we had to pay him back for. And and so we had to sell a car, and we had to do all this stuff. It was really tough. Wow. And so just another one of those, like, man, this business is, like, beating me down. You know, it's it's beating the crap out of me. And and um, it's not fun. And so, so soon after that, I can't remember exactly the timeline of this, but soon after that, I was like, forget it. I can't be doing this guitar thing. Like it's costing me, like literally costing me friendships and it's costing me like lots of money and selling, selling a car, which we, we had two, two cars at that point, which was okay to go back to one. But 
um, not exactly ideal. Well, you want to have happen. You don't have money to buy another car and you have to sell one knowing that you may not have another car for years mm-hmm. kind of deal. Um, so at that point, I was like, forget it. I just, I literally, probably within like a month, I sold every tool that I had and kind of just, um, you know, I kind of quit. You know, literally, I just was like, forget it. I'm not going to do this. And uh, guitar wise, you know, I was like, pickups is actually, you know, at least selling some stuff here and there and I'll just continue doing that. But I'm, but I'm not. I'm done with the guitars. You know, it's like it's one of the first times like something guitar related was not fun. Mm-hmm. You know, everything guitar is fun. Like we love guitar and we're always playing guitar and and we make guitar stuff. And uh, but this for me was like, man, this is not fun. Like making guitars is is not fun. Mm-hmm. Dealing with people and you know, in a lot of ways, I wasn't ready. Um, I know that looking back. Um, but it's it it's sort of. You know, me wanting to jump in and do it sort of cost me some stuff. Um, trying to just trying to go for it, so kind of learning <laughs> learning my lesson there. But uh, as as we progressed, we started selling a little more pickups, and we got to the point we had. Um, I think my wife was still working at the time, and and we we got to the point where um, she was like, "I I don't want to work anymore." Like mm-hmm. we were having our second child, and um, she's like, "I just don't know that I can do it." And we kind of kind of did, you know, two jobs and one kid for a while and, and going back and forth. It was just crazy, you know, even with one. And then adding two into the mix, we were like, man, this is going to be, this is going to be wild. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I, I think I don't, I don't want to work anymore. And so I'm freaking out, you know, I'm, I'm teaching guitar and then doing pickups and pickups was probably like halftime income at that point. Um, and so I was like, man, I don't, know that I think this was like 2010 2011 maybe somewhere in there um wow. where it was like okay this is uh getting real now you know it was like halftime I like I don't really want to stop doing this job because it is paying like part of our bills but it kind of got to the point where we said we just need to either do this or not do this you mm-hmm. know it's kind of like this I would love to make a decision with uh you know 10 months of orders in, in advance, and then just say, "Yeah, of course, I can jump to full time." But, but there comes that point in everyone's business where you're like, either do it or you don't do it. And if you don't do it, sometimes it'll never happen. Yeah. And and so we got to that point where I was like, "Okay, let's go for it. Let's see what happens. Like, what's the worst that could happen? We can, you know, we have to get jobs again. You know. Yeah. And and I make it sound more simple than it actually was. It was a really <laughs> tough decision. You know, he's like, we got two kids, and and we got this like new business that we think can go somewhere but but it hasn't really proven itself to go much farther than you know part time and and uh, so we did we went for it um, we tried to supplement everything we could with you know selling guitar wood and selling um, you know still teaching a little bit of lessons and helping out at a local music store and just kind of like I was like I want to do everything guitar so I just I did what I had to do until it, it kind of grew up from there mm-hmm. um, so so that was the big jump. That was a huge shift in the business. And um, we were still working out of the house, I think, at that point. And so it was like, okay, we're full-time. At least we don't have a shop uh, shop rent. And the, But the orders were still coming. And we got to the point where it was like, this is really tough to handle. So we had a, a small uh, three-bedroom house. And the, the pickup shop was in, essentially, it was in one bedroom of the house. And, you know, we used the garage for a couple of, couple small things but uh it started getting busier and and it was tough because we have like you know this new kid that needs to take a nap and his bed was in the pickup room 
And so like, <laughs> there's the soldering iron, and there's the winder, and like all the parts are like you know around the outsides of the room, and then his crib is in there. And so oh, he has to take a nap, so I have to stop working, mm-hmm. and then we have to go, you know, we have to go wait until he wakes up, and then I can jump back in there and, and do more work. Mm-hmm. And and so at that point, it was like, man, this is getting a little crazy. Maybe we should get some help, you yeah. know, just in terms of of building pickups. And so at that point, we kind of uh, hired our first employee, which was, you know, all these little breakthroughs, all these little steps. You're like, man, now now someone else is going to come mm-hmm. work for us. And I think it was like a, you know, um, it was a friend, Justin, and and he was working, you know, four or five hours a week. It wasn't much, but he was building bobbins. And so because we had a kid in one side of the house, you know, he had to build bobbins, which is loud, your hammer and magnets and mm-hmm. flat work and all that stuff. So we set up a little table for him in the in our garage. And he was pounding away and building bobbins in the garage. And uh, it was interesting because we're like, okay, this is cool. Like some work's getting done and we can wind and and build pickups and send them out and that kind of thing. And uh, But then winter came. And so he was, <laughs> you know, it was, I don't know how cold it got that winter, but it's, you know, it's in the single digits to teens sometimes uh, in the winter. And um, Justin would come to, come to work at the, in the garage and start, you know, start hammering bobbins and he's like it's kind of cold in here and so we got a space heater but it was a tiny space heater trying to heat the whole garage and he'd come to work and and it was just kind of kind of crazy so um through a season of that i can't remember exactly how long we did that it was kind of apparent that um we needed the business to grow up again um and move out into actually having our own shop away from the house and um so i'll stop there and, and we'll We'll pick up there as far as the dynamics of, um, you know, having the business now from the house to somewhere else and kind of talk through that transition as well. So that's kind of the uh, the teaser, the cliffhanger. I'm not very good at those cliffhanger things. I'm just kind of like, <laughs> That's a good you know, place to stop. Okay, yeah, because, I mean, some people are like, oh, that's that's cool. He worked in his garage. Fantastic. You know, like, <laughs> it's, I, I think of it, I mean, a lot of people, like, I always like that part of businesses. I like to like learn about their, like I talked about this before, but I like to learn about their growing up and their struggling phases. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I like learning about that more than, you know, how awesome they are now as yeah. a huge company and everything's going great and they have a million orders. And like, I like to, I like to hear about those early years where it was like, man, where are we going to find this business? And like, how yeah. are we going to do this? And how are we going to keep the lights on? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so I, I guess transitioning kind of into our last uh, little section here, I won't spend a ton of time on this, but it's something kind of uh, thought about, you know, as we've done this um, pickup stories and kind of back through the through the business and stuff like that, just kind of, uh, you know, learning from from failures or learning from from mistakes and also, um, you know, just just deciding to get rid of things in the business. So like, Kind of cleaning house, kind of uh, um, you know, with products and with process, and and always trying to improve and that kind of thing. So, so really, the big topic today is kind of we're talking about less is more, um, kind of learning from the mistakes and learning from challenges and things like that. So, I just want to touch on a couple things, um, and you can ask questions because yeah. some of these were, were probably before you were here, but some of them you know have been kind of when you know when you've been around been as well. Around, yeah. So uh, a lot of it is just, you know, we're, as a business, we're looking for, you know, we sell stuff, right? You know, that's how we make our money is we sell music products and, 
and people buy them and, and then we pay bills and support families and that kind of stuff. But um, some of that requires a lot of hard decisions um, and that especially the last few years of kind of growing pains of growing up and new shops and things like that. It's, um, it's tough to make decisions about, um, about labor or about, you know, we need to, we actually need to not do this, even though this thing makes money, we need to not do it for these reasons Mm -hmm. and kind of like, you know, sort of making decisions within your values, but also like, you know, business decisions, you know, everyone says, Oh, it's just business. And it's like, you know, it's tough. (laughs) It's tough. And, and I, I, it is personal for me a lot of times when I'm, talking to people about um, hours or when I'm trying to make a hard decision about a product or, or someone we work with even, you know, trying to figure out the best way to, to um, continue or not continue working with them, um, that kind of stuff. So, so this is a little bit more businessy kind of section here, but um, I'll talk about a couple specific areas. So one being pickup repairs. So probably, I don't think we've done pickup repairs for probably five years, four or five years at least. Um, that used to be one thing that we would early on, I was like, Hey, I'll fix your pickup no matter what. And I kind of got to the point where, um, the pickup repairs were frustrating and time consuming. And, um, I would have a a pile of them on a shelf and I just didn't want to do them Mm -hmm. because it wasn't really my passion. I want to make new pickups and new sounds and explore tones and all this stuff. And I don't want to fix an old crumbling pickup. And I think, Kind of got to a breaking point where I was fixing a, um, uh, I think it was a DeArmond sliding pickup. Do you remember those? Oh yeah, yeah. Like mm-hmm. it was, I think it was from the fifties or something. <laughs> That's uh, one of those pickups that kind of like slides around. Very primitive. Yeah, pickup. it was super flat. Had a little little casing on it, um, and the guy was like, "Hey, this doesn't work. I want you to fix it." Oh yeah, I'll do it. You know, kind of just like agreeing to do it before I even knew what I was up against. Mm-hmm. Opened it up and it was a cardboard bobbin. So it was a 60-year-old cardboard bobbin That's that, falling uh, apart. yeah, it was just crumbling. And there was some some wines kind of like hanging out of it. And it was just like, literally, it was disintegrating. <laughs> and I opened it up and I was like, oh, no. Well, there's your problem. <laughs> yeah. And, and so it's just one of those things where that kept happening. A lot of like, oh, no, oh, no. And at that time, we had some people working for us. and um, But I was the only one that could do the pickup repairs. Uh, which is fine, but it it was like, you know, people want to know, hey, here's my broken pickup, how much to fix it? They want to know, you know, it's right like, away. It's yeah. like when you get your car fixed, you want to know exactly how much it's going to cost before you turn it to the mechanic. And I get it, um, but it got really difficult because I just remember, I think I charged the guy like forty or fifty bucks for that repair, and it took me a week and a half of working on it, like almost all day, of just like repairing the bobbin and rewinding it and trying to fix the leads and make sure it made a sound, mm-hmm. you know, all that stuff. And, and that it sounded good yeah. too, you know? Well, yeah, it was just kind of like, man, this is, this is really like a huge waste of money and time and, and that kind of stuff. And we were in the, in the spot as a business where we were trying to, you know, we were trying to grow and buy inventory and do all this stuff. And it's like, you know, I just, I spent a whole week of my time like messing with this pickup and I, I have 40 bucks to show for it. So it kind of got to the point where like, People were asking me over and over again, like, hey, can you fix this? Hey, can you fix this? And I got to the point where I just started charging a little bit more, a little bit more. Um, They still wanted to keep sending it. And so eventually I was like, this is not the core of our business. And uh, it was a hard decision because I'm like, well, all these people want to pay me money. And especially in seasons of the business where 
there is no money coming in. Mm-hmm. Someone wants to pay you for for work, um, but it was kind of in, into that point where you know, that was sort of the first like turning down business thing that I had had to do, and it was just so weird for me because my whole life was like grinding and trying to make this dream a reality, and then then I had to say no to money. Mm-hmm. Um, but I realized the amount of time that it that it takes. You know, you get that kind of like gut feeling. You're like, this is not working, mm-hmm. and I need to say no. And, and that kind of thing. So, so pickup repairs was definitely one of those. You know, I wouldn't call it lesson learned, but it is kind of lesson learned in in the sense of, you know, this doesn't make sense as uh, a viable like thing for us. You know, it mm-hmm. it is actually taking my whole attention away from the overall business while I try to fix this thing for for fifty bucks, and I'm spending. You know, I'm probably making like two dollars an hour trying to fix the, mm-hmm. you know, fix the thing. So. It just doesn't make sense. Um, and it's not something that you can just, fig, you know, you just know how to fix. I mean, with something as specific as that Darman pickup, like you really, you know, there's no schematics online. I mean, maybe now, but I'm not sure about back yeah. then. And yeah. Well, so and it's that, like you have no idea where to start, you know, with the pickups that you were building. You're like, okay, I could see where this will go wrong and what makes this, you know, sound yeah. this way. And yeah. So it's like you have no idea. It's a total yeah. wild card. <laughs> yeah. And people would, you know, they would be like, man, why is it so much to fix the pickup? I'm like, well, I'm not starting with materials and just winding it and putting it together. I'm actually unwinding it or tearing the windings off and then rebuilding the whole entire pickup. So, especially like on old PAFs, it's really popular to get those rewound. And I, I enjoy doing them. It's kind of cool to be playing with like historical pickups and stuff like that. But I got to the point where, you know, you got to, Got to tear it apart, and you've got these bobbins that uh, the old, the old bobbin uh, material is a lot more fragile, and it crum- it's crumbling as well, and um, it's sensitive to temperature and in the, the wax potting, and there's a lot of like elements that make for challenges. Um, I remember a guy sent me a PAF, and it had a spider in it, like it was a dead spider, like underneath the, <laughs> underneath the slug coil. It's <laughs> like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> How did but, that get in there? Yeah, I have no idea. He's like, my pickup's not working. I was like, oh, okay. So, <laughs> so yeah, it, that was one of those things. And thankfully, I found a couple, um, a couple people that uh, I had met through the years in the industry, and they they are great referrals for winding rewinds and things like that. Um, every once in a while, I'll take one, or if someone's in a pinch, I can, yeah. I can help. But um, I feel like we did one not too long ago. But yeah, it's just a, you know, a, yeah, it's a usually buddy. a, a yeah. single coil. It's like a strat or a tele pickup that's just mm-hmm. one coil, and we know. And it's just the lead has been pinched. <laughs> yeah, and it's exactly. Like, oh, okay, yeah, that's yeah, easy. Yeah, so we'll do that kind of stuff. But uh, I could see that being like a, you know, I know some people that that's like that's what they do is pick up repairs all the time. I'm like, I don't think I have the patience to mm-hmm. to do that. But I do love the problem solving element of it. But I think it's just like it's tough. You know, mm-hmm. it's not. It's not like I said. It's not viable. Um, and then so so for us, like you know, learning to again, to get rid of stuff um, has been has been a challenge because sometimes people are disappointed. Like, I really wanted you to rewind this. I really wish you still had this model. Um, and I'll talk about a couple of those of models that we used to make, we, don't, we no longer make. Um, two of them have actually a very similar thread involved in them. So we had one called the HBP90. This, I think it was before your time. Hum canceling P90. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've seen yeah, a skeleton you, of you, that floating around yeah, here somewhere. Yeah, there may be still one floating around. Um, it's basically like a P90 with two coils, but they were kind of laying on their side inside the P90. 
and then it had some like pole pieces up through the middle. Um, it did the job of canceling hum, but it was not ever the sound that we wanted. Mm-hmm. So people wanted that you know they still want. We get this all the time. They still want hum canceling everything, <laughs> which I totally understand. Uh, but this was a an, an attempt to uh, satisfy some people that wanted wanted that and. And it was literally like, okay, let's finally like forget it. Let's make a make a hum canceling P90 because I think we could sell some. I think we could do it, and I think we were developing There's a need for it. Yeah, I think we were developing it for a guitar builder at that time, and um, it just it it was like I made it and I made something that worked, but I was never satisfied with it. I was never like, this is really gonna do, you know because mm-hmm. we really pride ourselves on like this this does what we say it's gonna do, and. If if they don't fit within that, we don't even make them anymore. I mean, we're so much better at like not doing that stuff now. Yeah, um, which is you know partly why we haven't released uh, an official new model in a while, just because we have to find we have to see a need and then we have to fill that need. And if we don't feel like we see it and we can fill it, then we won't make it. And so, like a mm-hmm. lot of people will say, "Well, I want I want you just to make me a hum canceling strat. I don't care how it sounds." Or a you know home canceling telly or P ninety, and it's really again we have to go against the this guy wants to pay me money to do this I can probably do it but I don't feel good putting my name on it you know mm-hmm. kind of thing yeah and and so that happened with another pickup um, and we get emails probably monthly about this one called the WRJM and that was a more recent cut I think we probably cut it about a year ago. Mm-hmm. Maybe late 2016, but I think it was 2017 that we cut that pickup. Um, again, it was like hum canceling, kind of wide range jazz master sort of design. Um, some of the same issues uh, where we we built it, it functioned, it canceled the hum, it sounded pretty good, and we actually tweaked it a couple times and made it sound better. Um, but still, we weren't 100% happy with the tone. Um, the build process was also difficult with that in terms of getting the uh, covers custom cut. And all that stuff, and so that was another like. This is a pickup that was popular, but it was popular because it looked different. Um, you know, there was a few people that were like, "Man, I love the sound," um, but people expect again with a hum canceling pickup, they expect it to sound like whatever housing it's in. You yeah. know, so this doesn't sound like a jazz master, or doesn't sound <laughs> like a humbucker. Well, you're you're dealing with different physics. You know, the size yeah. of a jazz master pickup, Coil and the, yeah, all that. So, so we're. We're sitting here trying to to satisfy this tone, and we can't get it. We can't reach it, and we're like halfway there. And I like I don't want to. I don't want to go halfway there. And um, so it's funny because you know we hit summer this year, and we probably got like four emails for WRJMs in one week. And hey, do you have this anymore? I'll buy a set right now. And and hey, what about this? And and man, it's so tempting, like just to be like, let's just build a couple for these guys that really want it because. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's you know some income in the summer when it slows down, and um, but really it was kind of like no, we we're not making that anymore. Yeah. We may revisit it someday. Um, if the, but if that the demand was, is there. <laughs> yeah, but the, both of those I think were were some of the harder cuts that we've made um, to our product line. Really tough decisions in terms of we know that there was people buying them. We know that there was interest in them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in the same like. The WRJM specifically got a lot more attention because it was different. Same way when we came out with our 9T pickup, um, it had a ton of 
attention because of, oh, that's, that's something a little different. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, it was kind of satisfying some of the visual thing for people. Like, like wow, this is like a staggered jazz master kind of thing. Um, but again, it's like, you, you know, we were always saying, you know, about, it's all about the tone and about the, you know, does it do what we say it does? Yeah. And, and the answer was like, no, it doesn't do mm. what we say, what we think what it, we what, want it, what to we do. want it to do. Yeah. That's a better way of putting it. But, but really, so that was an interesting thing. It's like, okay, you're actually, we're actually benefiting the shot by not making this pickup that we're not totally happy with. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's like we're, we're all basically involved in the build process, kind of like signing off on something, you know, and, and we all get upset when companies compromise or when companies like, you know, cut corners or, or make something that is uninspiring. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of what that was. You know, it really was uninspiring for us. And so we made a tough decision to get rid of it. So that's kind of, uh, uh, again, you can look back and say, man, we, maybe we shouldn't have even developed it, but you have to try. And so we gave it a shot, and I think we did, we did a pretty good job, but I think that it, wasn't, it still wasn't completely how we wanted it. So um, those are just a couple examples. I've got plenty more that we can <laughs> dive into, but... Uh, I think that's all we got for today. Um, again, we're going to try to schedule some more um, some more interviews. Uh, look for the Build Elements videos to be coming out here probably the week of this podcast and ongoing. So if you're just just joining the show, I actually had an email from a, a guy that last week was the first time he was listening to the show. Actually, it was the week before we interviewed yeah. Dave, and so that was kind of cool. Like. You know, he's like, hey, you know, there's actually a technical issue with playing back the podcast, and he let us know about it, which was great. <laughs> it yeah. cut out a little bit of the of the show, and and so he was gracious enough to say, hey, this is not working, and so you, you kind of went back and forth and appreciate you listening and and all that stuff, and so it was cool because he just found the show, you know, 37 episodes in, and so he's all of a sudden opened up to this big world of of like interviews and and all that stuff, so. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I always love those stories. So um, another thing, too, kind of coming up, uh, we have, uh, we're have we beginning planning and kind of development on the new Porter Guitars website, so I just wanted to mention that as well. Um, so hopefully fall of this year we'll have uh, a new guitar website out which with a lot of really cool stuff on it, um, really trying to step that side of the business up so you'll be seeing a lot more content from the guitar side spilling over into the pickup side and and all that stuff. So we've got we've got a million things going on, like like always. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do appreciate you guys listening. And and uh, and Marco, you haven't named the dog yet. I uh, we decided on the name Yukon. Yukon. I just oh, it's like a little Yukon gold potato. Okay. Well, you have a Yukon, don't you? Yeah, and we also have a Yukon. And he's, he's kind of the it's same kinda, color. Yeah, it's kind of brownish gray. Wow. Okay. And he he kind of looks he look he looks kind of muddy, and so I call him the yuck pup. The yuck pup. So okay. I, there's all sorts of little. Oh wow! So so if you're listening, to the podcast is breaking news. Um, breaking news! I finally decided on a name. Ex- okay. Yeah. All right. So yeah, we had a little technical difficulty there with our recording for some reason, but uh, we were just talking about the uh, the dog Yukon. So breaking news! Uh, exciting. Yeah. Name for the dog, and and we just wanted to end the show by letting you know that we are tentatively planning on going to the. 2019 Winter Nam show in Anaheim. So we bring in guitars, pickups, things like that. Uh, really excited to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but yeah, a lot of stuff in the works planning. So just a little tease there that hopefully we will be that at that show. If you go to that show, we'd love to meet you. Come shake um, our hands and come say hi, play some stuff, yeah, look at stuff, play guitar and do some shredding and, and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, we will uh, leave you with that, but thanks again so much for listening and we'll catch you next time on the Tonecast.